Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, mash that button that says subscribe, um, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, upvote the video itself. We'd appreciate it. Anyway, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. I am here with John Garcia. We are going through talking recruiting. We're talking wide receivers today, John. How you doing, bud? I'm doing well. You know, college football's here in full swing now, so no complaints on my end. Exactly. It, 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 it's going to be a lot of fun. I guess last night, the backyard brawl coming back uh, after 11 years, an amazing game that kind of overshadowed the the SEC openers that were kind of blowouts, but that was expected. Uh, but let's get started. We're going to talk about the um, wide receiver position and break down and let people know how the recruitment of like Braylon Brown and Malik Heath and, and those guys in the Ole Miss wide receiver room. Well, yeah, I think this Ole Miss receiver room is is a microcosm of college football. You've got this group of organically recruited guys that the rebels targeted out of high school and and won out for um you know particularly some of the young receivers on the roster and then the influx of talent is a combination of of course high school recruiting and the good old transfer portal which is something that is is as prevalent throughout college football as as we would expect and and it doesn't look like it's going the other way wide receiver was a huge uh target area for lane kiffin uh, this past off season, and they added a bunch of great talent from uh, Jalen Robinson from UCF, who's one of the twitchier, faster receivers on the roster. Uh, Braylon Brown came over from Louisville. He is more uh, of a smaller and more explosive slot type of wide receiver. That's Jordan Watkins. Jordan Watkins. You misspoke there. Or Jordan Watkins, excuse me. <laughs> Braylon Brown was Louisville was recruiting Braylon Brown. But that is not how, how he uh, jumped in. Yeah, so you brought in Jordan Watkins, Braylon Brown. Mm. There's a huge group of, of pass catchers over the last uh, six to twelve months or so to replace a lot of the talent. Obviously, Michael Trigg. I don't know if we talk about him as a wide receiver <laughs> technically, but you know, kid out of Tampa who I first saw play basketball, and everybody was like, "This is the next two sports star." And all of a sudden, he's at USC as a tight end, transfers over to Ole Miss, and it looks like he'll be one of the premier pass catchers uh, on the roster. So I just think it is, again, it's a great blend and microcosm of college football because you've brought this group of pass catchers together from all over the place, whether it's geographical locations or the schools they attended before becoming Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, it's just kind of all over the place. And, and again, I think it reiterates the importance of staying in the race for receivers even if you or for players in general even if you don't win the initial recruitment and maintaining some communication thereafter doesn't always mean you're going to flip them but just kind of ending things on a high note in recruiting is more important than it's ever been because there's just such a high clip of players that either reconsider while still in high school or certainly after you know they start their college career because of different circumstances so uh just a fascinating group of of young exciting and most importantly very different uh, pass catchers that that Ole Miss is going to trot out here in 2022 yeah absolutely and Braylon Brown you mentioned him earlier um he was in that 2020 cycle that weird yeah. cycle can you tell Ole Miss fans what they have with Braylon Brown on the roster 
uh, this is an explosive, productive, and pretty polished wide receiver. You know, coming out of St. Thomas Aquinas, that's one of the better high schools in the country when it comes to Division One uh, production. Uh, and those guys are, are usually high floor prospects. And I think with Braylon, you see a lot of that in his route running, his ability to be reliable as a pass catcher at the catch point. And there's some juice there as well. He's, he's maybe not the, the twitchiest guy on the roster, but he's one who could absolutely make a guy miss and, and create a big game thereafter. He had multiple 200-yard games his senior year of high school. There was at one point it felt like he was going to be this, this totally national recruit, you know, Miami, Texas A&M, uh, Michigan, Georgia. He had this huge late surge in his uh, recruiting because he was extremely productive as a senior. So those coaching staffs that value the senior seasons, which are becoming a, a little bit fewer and far between, really kind of doubled down on, on Braylon Brown. So it was a really big win eventually for the Rebels. And yeah, he's, he's kind of waited his turn. Like you said, that class was, it was hard. It was hard to evaluate that class because it was all digitally. So some of these recruitments took longer to blossom and ultimately conclude. And I think Braylon's was, was one of those there in the end. But uh, a polished, explosive wide receiver who's going to be reliable and productive, more of a high floor than high ceiling player. And that's okay because you need variance, just like you do from a size and skill set standpoint. I think even from a, a timeline standpoint, you need some variance in the guys who are going to take more time to develop and those who are a little bit closer to being ready to go day one. All right, we're going to come into the 20 class of 2023 right now. Who is the receiver? Who are the receivers that Ole Miss is recruiting right now? We'll get to Aiden Williams, obviously, in a second. But who are, who are the uncommitted that are out there? Yeah, two real important names that we're following the most closely right now relative to Ole Miss. Certainly, you start with Caden Lee coming out of Kennesaw Mountain uh, in the Atlanta area, uh, Cobb County of Georgia. Again, kind of like we talked about with Braylon, just ultra reliable a guy who is consistent the floor is sky high here he is an elite route runner he is an elite pass catcher at the catch point a guy who wins in between the margins without any one gaudy elite physical trait but combined and packaged together he really has the makings of of one of these slot receivers that goes to college and just you look up and he's got you know 70 catches a year he's one of those kind of productive players Nothing big or or particularly exciting or flashy, but all together runs well enough, elite hands, elite route runner, and a kid who understands how to manipulate a defensive back, whether it's flipping leverage or, or getting him to turn his hips to come back underneath, what have you. That short to intermediate game is where he thrives best. And obviously we know Ole Miss always wants that counter to the big natural outside wide receiver. They want it with a tight end and you know, with the Elijah Moore type of slot receiver to combine uh, with that middle presence. And I think if Caden Lee picks Ole Miss, which looks like a, a relatively, you know, possible option here, I think he would fit in that role quite well. Oklahoma, Georgia, South Carolina, a couple other schools that are in the mix. Um, but Caden's taking it slow. You know, he hasn't taken, I believe, any official visits. I know he's going to be back in Oxford uh, once again uh, during the season. Um, and I think he's going to start narrowing things down here going forward. Uh, but I think Ole Miss is in really great shape again, really from the outset of of Lane Kiffin targeting him. You know, he's been sky high on the Rebels because of that reputation and because of the production at the position over the last couple of years. Uh, and then a bit more of a wild card from the Ole Miss perspective is Tyler Williams. He's got 
uh, much more tangible details in his recruitment. He's only got one official visit left. He was going to take it to Ole Miss this coming weekend to kick off the season, but reports came out midweek that he was changing course and going to go check out Miami unofficially on Saturday. So two things. One, it potentially leaves the door open if Ole Miss can get that final visit, and that would be closer to his September 27th decision date. So I think if if you've got a puncher's chance, you want to take the last swing. So that's still possible for Ole Miss. But uh, either way, he has kind of felt like this Georgia lean for quite some time. And everybody, Texas A&M, Clemson, South Carolina, Ole Miss, Miami now, everyone's kind of been chasing Georgia from a perceptional standpoint for uh, the top 50 overall recruit. Both of these guys, by the way, Caden Lee and Tyler Williams, SI 99 recruits, some of the best uh, top five or so at their positions. Tyler as a conventional wide receiver, Caden Lee as a top five slot receiver in the country. So no surprise to see Ole Miss gunning for some of the best in the country and also no surprise to see them reciprocating some of that interest. But with Tyler Williams, the question becomes, you're going to Miami this weekend. What about thereafter? Because he's already taken the other four official visits. So if he does take another official you got to feel decent about Ole Miss' chances of, of rekindling that relationship and getting him on campus one time before the, the 27th when he makes his verbal commitment. Do you think that Ole Miss might have been trying to talk him into coming to a different game other than Troy? Maybe Kentucky October 1st. Or may, use the official visit on one of those bigger weekends where the Grove is going to be jumping? You, that's always a part of the strategy, especially when you're going up against some of the schools that we've talked about for Tyler Williams. Yeah, and I think there's a sense, like we said, there's a sense that Georgia is in pr prime position for September 27th. So you almost kind of strategize and say, well, maybe the recruitment can continue after their verbal commitment. And yeah, you can come when, when the, the weather starts to turn a little bit and the Grove gets a little more lit, as, as the kids say, uh, the atmosphere ramps up as SEC play continues. You know, that's something that a lot of programs want to keep in their back pocket because some of these recruitments you just know aren't going to be done when the verbal commitment is made. A lot of them extend all the way to December, all the way towards that early national signing day. So uh, depending on what happens with some other targets on the board, you, you wonder how much Ole Miss is pushing for a later visit from Tyler, even with that commitment date coming up in a few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, Ole Miss did get a commitment from Aiden Williams, receiver out of Ridgeland. We talked about him um, either a week or two ago. It, it was relatively recent. Um, any update on what's going on with Aiden? Anything you can tell us about him? Yeah, he's going to start to get back on campus. He's kicked off his senior season after making that commitment, which is kind of the structure a lot of recruits um, want uh, to accomplish before their senior season begins. Uh, and, and he's another one where I wonder how many other programs are going to continue recruiting him. It was a heavy list of schools at the top there, uh, South Carolina, Oklahoma, Georgia, some of the same schools we're talking about for some of these other recruits uh, at the position as well. But in-state kid, uh, a really big and important get for the Rebels in keeping him in-state because there have been, you know, a couple notable misses, John Slaughter, Dante Dowdle uh, among them at the top. So really good perceptionally for Ole Miss to get back in with some of the top prospects in the state. Um, and then maybe just as importantly, as these Mississippians have jumped in with the Rebels, you know, Sunserine Perkins has reciprocated some of that congratulations and celebration with Aiden Williams about playing for the home state program and putting on. Um, so for those of you tracking his Twitter avatar, it's switched back to an old Miss uniform 
as is his header. So, so maybe the possibilities of holding off Alabama at the 11th hour look a little bit better for Perkins. Uh, so, yeah, this offensive class in the state is strong, uh, and the defensive class led by Perkins is as well. So that one-two punch perceptionally really strong for the Rebels because uh, they're both really good players, high-floor players that I think um, – even if they don't improve a whole lot physically or technically within their games could still impact this roster basically day one or year two at the latest. So I think those are two very important perceptional and positional gets for, for Lane Kiffin. All right. Thanks again for making the Lockdown on Miss podcast your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go check out the ultimate pro football preview of 2022. An eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. It has local team experts from Locked On and Odyssey all combining into one NFL preview. Search the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. John, thank you so much. We, um, we're going to do it again next week. I think next week we might get into the offensive line a little bit and get in the weeds a little bit. Beautiful. Let's do it. All right. John Garcia, talking recruiting.